Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Welcome to another episode of my podcast and this week we're looking at reading part three. The bad news is it's a really difficult one and the reason I chose it was because yesterday I was updating my general training reading course in the academy and I noticed for the part three of general training, I was looking through all the different topics and I noticed um, bilingualism came up quite a lot. So, you know, the benefits of being bilingual, um, children who are born bilingual, things like that. It came up quite a lot. And then I compared that with the academic part three and noticed that there's a lot about language and writing and things like that. So I chose this one called This Marvelous Invention because I thought it was a vocabulary area that I really needed to deal with as it's obviously one of those essential IELTS topics. And funnily enough, as I read it, I remembered that in November 2018, I did another one like this and it's another part three and it's called How Did Writing Begin? So if you go to my website and put in the search, how did writing begin? And I read it and it said, ouch, I didn't like this one at all. And it was an extremely difficult one. And this one is extremely difficult too. Um, even with the answers, I had to really dig around to find things that I could help you see why the answers are correct. So a little warning for you there. It's a difficult one. Don't worry about that. Use it for the experience, the vocabulary, the listening practice. And hopefully, right at the end, I've got some good news for you about this type of difficult reading. So make sure you listen till the end. All right, so it's called This Marvelous Invention. There are seven paragraphs. And it's a kind of essay about language. That's it. It's not a kind of problem solution. It's not a theory. Um, it's not in order of time. It's simply one person talking about how amazing language is, as you can guess from the title. So it introduces it us to that idea of how amazing it is by telling us of all the inventions, you know, the wheel, agriculture, sliced bread, um, its language is the most amazing invention because it's what makes us human. That's A, basically. Paragraph B um, says... Actually, it's not really an invention. It was never invented, but it's still marvellous. Paragraph C goes into more detail about why it's so marvellous. And basically, the reason why it's fantastic is because just a few sounds can make so much meaning, basically. If you put the sounds in the right order, then you get a different meaning every time. Um, and then D starts with the most extraordinary thing, however, so apart from everything he's already said, the most extraordinary thing is he says, you don't have to be a genius to use it. And it says almost anybody can use it, you know, despite how complex and sophisticated it is.
Then in E, he goes on to give an example of uh, how foreign languages or different languages can show how amazing language is. And then finally, F, paragraph F, um, comes back to Sumerian, um, the people who invented language, and just says how amazing they were because uh, even the absence of a sound, even when there's no sound, that has meaning. So that's it. Quite simple in those seven paragraphs, once you've read it about a hundred times like I have. But just wanted to say again, that last paragraph is talking about the Sumerian or the Sumerian. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, This is what is the topic of the previous reading I mentioned, how did writing begin? So you can see how useful it is to know a little bit about this topic. Okay, so to make things worse, the first set of questions, guess what? Matching headings. Yes. Now, I said that there were six paragraphs. I hope I said that. Maybe I said seven, but there are seven headings. Six paragraphs, seven headings, which is good because it means only one heading is not used. So there's less chance of you choosing the wrong one, I guess. Um, Let me talk you through the headings. Number one, differences between languages highlight their impressiveness. So already there, you've just got differences between languages. Probably now you can go straight to the paragraph where he talks about differences between languages. Question number two, the way in which a few sounds are organised to convey a huge range of meaning. Again, probably now you can quickly go to the paragraph about the sounds. I'm going to skip three because that's the trick. Let's just leave it out. Four, apparently incompatible characteristics of language incompatible. Now, this is one I really struggle with, so we'll come back to that. Five, even silence can be meaningful. So silence here meaning a lack of sound. So I think now you know where you can find that. Six, why language is the most important invention of all. I'm sure you can find that now. And seven, the universal ability to use language. I'm sure you can find that. So again, um, the difficulty of the language hides the simplicity of the answer. So let's go through each one and I'll show you what I mean. So remember we said in the first paragraph A, he said... um, Language must take pride of place. That's the first line. Other inventions may have transformed our material existence, but the advent of language is what made us human. Compared to language, all other inventions pale in significance and so on. So the first paragraph tells us that 
language is the best invention ever more than anything else so that gives us answer heading vi or six why language is the most important invention of all okay paragraph b so we said after he introduced it he then kind of went on to say why it's amazing um but he says the amazing thing is that actually um it's not even an invention the the whole paragraph says there's just one flaw a flaw is a weakness in all this praise um because the language language's unique accomplishment conceals a simple yet critical incongruity okay you need to know that word incongruity but you've got all of the but words you've got even so simple yet um it was never invented language is mankind's greatest invention except of course it was never invented this apparent paradox so we've got words like paradox incongruous um meaning that they are incompatible um so that gives us the answer for v 1v apparently incompatible characteristics of language i think that's a really difficult one because okay you've got the word incompatible um the synonyms are incongruous and a paradox but i find that really hard to see why that relates to the characteristics of language yeah i i i struggle with that one anyway let's move on paragraph c um c talks about like it's a, a a beautiful instrument that's been crafted by a master craftsman how else could this instrument make so much out of barely 3 dozen measly morsels of sound so he gives the sounds he says these configurations of mouth p or f f b v t d he gives all of those letters how can those sounds um express so much he says if you put them through the wheels of the language machine let it arrange them in some very special orders there is nothing that these meaningless streams of air cannot do All right. So, that gives us heading number 2, the way in which a few sounds are organized to convey a huge range of meaning. So the keyword there few sounds you got in the p p b v, those are the few sounds um are organized so it says you arrange them to convey a huge range of meaning. And in the last sentence it gives an example from boredom um to discussing the fundamental order of the universe that comes from just a few sounds so that is c is heading number 2 then when we go to paragraph d this is where he says is even more extraordinary the first line is one doesn't have to be a genius to set its wheels in motion the language machine allows just about everybody 
to tie these meaningless sounds together into an infinite variety of subtle senses. You can see how close that is to paragraph C. You can see how confusing that is. But for this one, the answer is seven, the universal ability to use language. So even though it was very similar to C, it's this idea that anybody can use it. It's universal ability that gives us the answer uh, for D is paragraph seven. Now, remember in paragraph E, he compares with other languages. Um, he uses um, a Turkish word, I can't pronounce it, which means you are one of those whom we can't turn into a town dweller. So he takes that example and says, you know, this is one of the showiest, showy, showing off, amazing stunts. It's ability to build up words of breathtaking length. Again, breathtaking, amazing and express in one word what English takes a whole sentence to say. <sighs> so here the answer is I, or one, first heading, differences between languages highlight their impressiveness. The, the impressiveness comes from the words that we mentioned. Uh, it says how the showy, show-off stunt breathtaking length um, that shows that this is impressive when we compare them um, again it's very close to this idea of sounds building up words so I can see how you could confuse it with um, possibly heading number two the way in which a few sounds are organized to convey a huge range of meaning. But that's not what it's saying here. It's using a different language. Just pick out the key words. It's Turkish here. So that is a different language and it shows off how impressive language is. Finally, paragraph F, as I mentioned, um, talks about Sumerian inventing the language. And it goes on to say that the design of Sumerian um, in fact, even the absence of sound um, expresses something specific. And it goes on to explain how a Sumerian word with it, uh, oh, it's hard to explain, but it says it's a particular kind of nothing, the nothing that stands in the empty slot in the middle. Even a non-sound has been invested with a specific function. So it's all about how the lack of sound has importance. And that gives us the heading V or 5. Even silence can be meaningful. So yes, I've possibly made that more complicated than it really is. I try to simplify things um, and you can see how the answer is simple. Um, when you know it, that's the problem. When you know the answer, you can see how simple it is. But really tough one there, I, I have to admit. My only advice is take the simple words. So where it says universal ability, that means everybody can use it. That's D. Um, why language is important? Um, because it made us human. That's A. Silence 
means non-sound. You know, the simple words are there. So try not to read too much might be the answer for those headings. Anyway, let's move on now. Next set of questions is a gap fill summary, but they give you the answers. And yes, I hate this one too, because the answer is not in the text. You really have to understand the basic meaning of the text in order to find the answers with this one especially. So the heading is the importance of language. So you, I don't know, you guess it comes in early and it does. It starts the the summary starts the wheel is one invention so okay that's in the first paragraph it says the wheel is one invention that has had a major impact on something aspects of life so what kind of aspects of life has the wheel had a major impact on so first of all think about what kind of words you need there you need a uh, an adjective. Um, so you look at the box. What adjectives do we have? We had difficult. And we're thinking about inventions like the wheel. Has it had a major impact on difficult aspects of life? Complex aspects of life? Original aspects? Material aspects? Easy aspects or fundamental aspects? Oh, too many adjectives could be any one of those. So you have to go back to the text. What does it say about the wheel? It says, um, the other inventions, the wheel, agriculture, sliced bread may have transformed our material existence. Now then, it says it's transformed our material existence. So it's had an effect on the material aspects of life. So actually, the word is exactly the same. That's quite unusual. So for 33, the answer is material aspects of life. Next, it says, but no impact has been as something as that of language. So hopefully you've got the idea of the, of the text that no impact has been as, well, important as that of language. There's no important in the text. So you need to find a synonym. What's a synonym for important? Well, it says fundamental here. Double check, go back to the text. And obviously it's fundamental because everything else, it just says it makes us human. Everything else pales into significance. Without language, we could never have embarked on our ascent to unparalleled power over all other animals and nature itself. So yes, it's fundamental. No impact of any other invention has been as fundamental as language. Next, 35 says language is very something, yet composed of just a small number of sounds. So notice the yet, so we're going to have a contrast. Even though it's just a small number of sounds, language is very something. Now again, taking the whole text into account, the whole text has told us how complex language is. 
and complex is the answer here. The answer is B. Language is very complex, yet composed of just a small number of sounds. Um, there's nothing specific in the text that I can find, apart from the constant mentions of how amazing and complex it is, despite the fact it's made out of simple sounds. And finally, in this section, 36, language appears to be something to use. However, its sophistication is often overlooked. So that goes to paragraph D, talking about how we take it for granted. We don't realize how sophisticated it is. Um, why not? Because just about anybody can use it. Therefore, language appears to be simple to use. There's no simple in the box. The only synonym is easy. So language appears to be easy to use. However, it's sophistication is often overlooked. That's it. Not too bad there. I think you could probably guess most of those from your understanding of the text. So don't spend too much time going searching back because you won't find the exact word apart from that word material. Finally, guess what? Another uh, <laughs> worse type of question. Questions 37 to 40 is yes, no, not given. As you know, pretty similar to true, false, not given, except yes, no, not given is all about if the statement agrees with the views of the writer. So question 37, human beings might have achieved their present position without language. We know this answer now. Could humans have got where they were today without language? No. Is there evidence in the text? Yes. Paragraph A says, as we've said before, without language, we could never have blah, 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 power over other animals, over nature itself. That is the present position. We have power over all other animals, even over nature itself. So 37 is, of course, yes. 38, we have some capital letters to help us. There are Port Royal Grammarians in paragraph B. There's a quote from the Port Royal Grammarians. And they said how amazing language is. Um, so, question 38 says, the Port Royal Grammarians did justice to the nature of language. Now, that expression, either you know it or you don't. It did justice to, meaning, well, what can you say? It um, showed how amazing language was. And what does he say in paragraph B? So, he says... No one has celebrated more eloquently the magnitude of the achievement of language. Okay, so he says, The French grammarians of Port Royal Abbey near Versailles distilled the essence of language and no one has done it better than them. So, 
did they do justice? Did they describe it well enough? Yes, they did. So question 38 is yes. Sorry, I'm just checking. I did say no for 37 because it's the opposite of what they think. Human beings could have achieved their position without language. No, they couldn't. Okay, so 37 is no. 38 is yes. So what do you think maybe for 39? 39 says a complex idea can be explained more clearly in a sentence than in a single word. My goodness, where would you find that? Well, it's throughout, it's in paragraph E, or is it not? I think the tricks are in paragraph E. Um, In paragraph E, they talk about the Turkish word. There is no mention of this, I'm sorry. Let me just say that. It's not given, there's not a comparison between how you can explain a complex idea in a sentence or in a single word. It's not compared. Okay, last one, 40. And I told you that there would be some good news at the end. And this is the good news. I often find this with question 40. I really do. And I find it in question 40 in the listening as well. It's easy. Question 40 is like a reward for getting to the end. Go, if you're having trouble, go to question 40. If you're short on time, listen to this. You can guess this. Question 40, the Sumerians were responsible for starting the recording of events. So it's easy for two reasons. A, you can find it easily. So you go to the last paragraph where it mentions Sumerians. That's easy. B, you could probably guess it because you know about the Sumerians now. And C, it's in the text very clearly. It says, uh, consider Sumerian, Sumerian, a language spoken on the banks of the Euphrates 5,000 years ago by the people who invented writing and thus enabled the documentation of history. So because they invented writing, they enabled the documentation of history. So yes, they were responsible. They enabled the recording of events, the documentation, recording of events, which is history. So there you go. Well done if you actually got to the end of this podcast. I don't blame you if you gave up halfway through. Um, Again, if you're looking for an eight, you need to do this stuff, unfortunately. For an eight, you need to get 36 questions right in the reading. So you're only able to get four wrong. Um, If you're not aiming for an eight, well, you know, it's a bit more relaxed. But if you're really pushing it, you need to get to grips with this difficult passage three. Do let me know if you're struggling. If you have any suggestions or any passage that you'd like me to cover in the podcast, I'm more than happy to do that and to help you if you're struggling. So remember, you can contact me on my website. There's a contact form there. My website is www.com. 
IELTS, I-E-L-T-S, etc. ETC.com. But I'm on Facebook, IELTS ETC, Instagram, IELTS ETC, and Twitter, IELTS ETC. And don't forget, I'm on YouTube, but that's Fiona Wattam. You can get to my YouTube channel through my website. It's probably the easiest way. Great. Okay. Thanks for listening. Again, drop me a line. I love to hear from you. Love to know your thoughts and how I can make things easier for you. That's all for now. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye-bye.